Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Back in 2010, we had the pleasure of speaking with a guy from Sheffield, England. His name is Matt Pike. How does MTV International establish a unified brand language across 160 countries speaking in 31 different languages? Well, the answer is the one that we just gave you, Matt Pike. He's our guest on this encore version of The Advertising Show. It's being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Enjoy. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Men, nothing takes it off like Noxima medicated cheese. On The Advertising Show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. Sure, it's great that you're here this weekend. We do appreciate you listening, especially because Matt Pike took the time uh, to join in the conversation from uh, from a bit away from uh, the mainland here in the United States. He's from Sheffield, England. Uh, as we said before, he's a painter, photographer, artist, curator. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his company called Universal Everything. UniversalEverything.com is the website. Working with everything from pencils to a generative design, Universal Everything is a diverse studio with a crossover between design and art. Commissions ranging from packaging to stadium events for uh, clients like Apple, Audi, Nokia, to the London 2012 Olympics. That's where they're going to be. Uh, his works have been shown in the galleries from Victoria and Albert Museum in London, the Museum of Modern Art New York, to uh, uh, Colette Paris. So, Matt, you've been a, uh, a busy person here, and it sounds like uh, what you've got cooking there is kind of cool. Uh, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Excellent. Yes, nice to... Nice to be invited. Thank you. Good to see you all. Yeah, uh, Matt, I wanted to, uh, you know, Ray set that up beautifully, so that uh, precludes me asking you the question to share with our listeners anything about your company and what you guys do for a living. Are there any recent projects, Matt, you'd like to begin talking about and share with our audience that you're especially proud of you've worked on lately? Yeah, yeah, there's been a couple of uh, really interesting projects which took most of our time and energy in 2009. Um, the first one being uh, we were asked directly by MTV International to rebrand the main channel so it becomes a coherent look across the entire world except for the USA. It's two separate um, entities, uh, MTV right. USA and mm. MTV International. So that was a biggie for us. Uh, really interesting, making... 12 different spots, 30-second spots, uh, with, I think it was a total of 26 people in nine different countries that we collaborated in to, to, make, to make those pieces. Um, and then we ended up tackling all of the information graphics in nine different alphabets, so Korean, Russian, English, Japanese, and so on. So that was a, a biggie for us and great fun and didn't really feel like there was any creative compromise. Uh, the second project which happened towards the end of uh, last year was for AOL. This was working with Wolf Olins in New York, the branding agency, and they commissioned us to create a long series of 
moving animated backgrounds which are called digital canvases which are how the identity works the identity is ever changing and it's always got these new moving canvases which reveal the logo so that's an ongoing project for us and we're working more with them this year but uh, those were the two exciting projects we uh, came up with last year well i have a uh, several questions about the mtv project but first moving animated backgrounds where would that appear for aol um this will appear on any form of screen so the in this day and age we have mobile devices there's billboards in Times Square, there's web pages, there's banner ads, there's uh, interactive billboards in shopping malls and in airport lounges and things like that. So it's really a sort of a modern day branding exercise where logos and branding does not have to stand still and does not have to be a static uh, logo anymore. So it really is living across any display format. Yet they, I assume that they have some continuity and they would be similar in look, field design, colorization, something along those lines, whether it be in an outdoor or across a computer screen or mobile? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We, we designed everything to be scalable so it works well in a pocket-sized device all the way up to a 25-meter-wide billboard. I must tell you, as I read about the MTV International Project, uh, my goodness, how in the world, uh, what challenges must have been involved in establish, <laughs> establishing a logical and coherent brand language across 160 different countries, speaking 31 different languages? I mean, do you start with a concept and then try to figure out how that concept uh, can be understood by various cultures and languages, or do you look at the culture itself first and then come back the other way? Yeah, I think we looked at the, the global culture first, you know, what is a global culture? And one thing we knew we could not approach was having any language, either written or spoken, in any of the spots, and a flexibility for every alphabet, because Thai alphabet is very different to English alphabet in the sense that it has ascenders and descenders in the typography. So our online, on-screen information graphic kit of parts as it were had to be adaptable to all that so there was a few hurdles that we had to overcome to make sure that happens but from a creative point of view we looked at a thread that runs through all culture and that was driven by music you know mtv is you know a first and foremost uh, music based station even things like the osborns and shows that they produce are stemming from music culture so even at, at a, even at a global approach, Matt, you had a common thread of, of music, or the same music, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the core idea was basically the idea of having this MTV rhythm, this MTV pulse that created soundtracks which all had a shared tempo and a shared rhythm for each of the spots. And then the immediacy came from how the live action or the animation danced or reacted to that music and we felt like having a global rhythm and a very clear reaction between sound and image was something that every global audience could understand another important factor was in biasing the spots towards an abstracted direction so 
that was a bit more ambiguous and a bit more open to interpretation by different cultures. There's always a hint of human activity, but we never really showed particular personalities or faces or creeds or nationalities or anything. It was always a bit more abstracted. On the advertising show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, our very special guest out of Sheffield, England. I want to talk about that log cabin you're in there, Matt, too, as well. Founder of Universal Everything, universaleverything.com, with Ray and Brad. More on the advertising show, you bet, in just a minute. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. Do you know exactly how to read it and only know well to do it? You unscrew it very fast. Welcome back to the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. On the phone we have uh, Matt Pike, who is the founder and the CEO, the big shot, at UniversalEverything.com. UniversalEverything.com is a really cool place. The Guardian lists the studio as one of the top 50 designers in the United Kingdom. You might even think they're in the top five. You know what I'm saying? Maybe number one. But So, Matt, you're listed as living in a log cabin. Log cabins, I did not know, existed in anywhere but Illinois, here in the United States. A log cabin, Matt? That's interesting. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, yeah, as you mentioned, Sheffield, um, I'm on the edge of Sheffield near the Peak District National Park, and although it's not a traditional log cabin, my studio is at the end of our garden, which is surrounded by trees, and it's more of an architect-built cabin made of cedar wood oh. logs. So it's a modernist log cabin, if anything. And Matt gives tours of that uh, daily at 2 and 4. It costs you $3. No, I'm joking, Matt. Uh, it would be $3. <laughs> no, that would be, okay, $6, then that's fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, yeah, Matt, you've uh, struck a chord with Ray and I. We'd love to be sitting in a garden studio any day of the week oh, instead yeah. of... Uh, hold up in a dark uh, audio f- facility as we typically are. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, your company, Universal Everything. Some might call this a fully creative-driven company, yet I'm sure that there must be challenges to striking a balance between putting creativity first and running a profitable business. Talk a little bit about that, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you say, creativity is first and foremost uh, the thing that we focus on. And I think that's what brings the um, income as well. But I've always been a firm believer in having a strong business foundation and support from my executive producer, Philip Ward, and project managers and things like that as a really important foundation to enable creativity to thrive. Um, We always make sure that we choose projects very carefully so we say no to an awful lot of projects, which is quite nerve-wracking at first especially when you're a young growing studio but having the bravery to say no to projects that don't feel right and may send us on the on a unintended destiny is a good bravery to pursue i couldn't agree with you more and as uh, in your youth you have both the ability to be choosy and yet at the same time you may tend to want to take projects because of your youth and your inability to command the respect of your peers because you're new to a field or whatever the case may be. And anyone that can 
uh, out of the box, begin to be choosy in who they do business with, and let that be a part of how they operate for the long term. I think yeah, is what a, wonderful. a what a fresh, refined approach, huh, Brad? That's a wonderful, wonderful uh, brand and a wonderful thing to be known for. You know, as we all look forward to a new year and a new decade, one of the missions at Universal Everything is to keep evolving. Matt, uh, what can we expect to see for the near term that is keeping with the mission that you call Keep Evolving for your company? Right. Well, one thing that we do do is keep evolving, partly to keep it interesting for me and for the people that we work with, and partly, I like the challenge of never repeating ourselves, or at least trying not to. There's mm-hmm. always new things out there to explore. And a few things we've got coming up. Um, we have uh, an exhibition at a newly built digital art museum in Paris called La Gate Lyrique in 2011. And I think there's seven different spaces in that gallery that we're, we've been commissioned to fill. We have um, a live improvised audio-visual performance, which is with my brother, who's our sound designer as well. So every event will be a unique event, and it will take it on a different journey each time. So there are different ways of sort of challenging how we apply the creativity. We're also about to launch um, a couple of new websites, uh, redesigning our sites to have a more behind-the-scenes peek into our influences and our ongoing processes as and when they're produced. So it's very much almost like a live diary of all the thinking that we're doing inside the studio. When will we be able to see that new uh, new launch of the of your site, universaleverything.com? I'd say that would be live around the middle of February. Okay, just in time here. Let's... Uh... Let's take a break here for just a moment. Our special guest out of Sheffield, England, Matt Pike, who is uh, the uh, the big guy at Universal Everything, universaleverything.com. We'll talk more with Matt, along with Ray and Brad here. On the advertising show, it's being powered by Shipple. Shipple.com is the place. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. An incredibly cool marketing platform called Tendency. Check it out at Shipple.com. Back in just a minute. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Hey, meet the swinger, all right swinger, meet the swinger, all right swinger. We get to spend a little more time with Matt Pike, our very special guest out of Sheffield, England this weekend on The Advertising Show. And uh, the uh, what are you? You're the founder. Okay, the founder of Universal Everything at universaleverything.com. Matt, a sincere pleasure, and thanks for your time this weekend. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Matt. Most artists tend to focus on one or maybe a few media formats. Talk about the freedom one experiences working across all media formats. And by the way, is there a downside to having too many choices? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the downside to having too many choices is uh, there's not enough hours in the day to uh, do everything we want to do. Is one downside. I always wish I always have this battle within myself, wishing that I could just operate a studio using pencil and paper, and that's all I need. But uh, <laughs> maybe one day in my retirement, it'll end up like that. But um, it's it's exciting. It's, I think um, I'm always a firm believer in. An idea can be applied to any medium, and 
I really enjoy seeing stuff work from print design to packaging to a mobile device you can hold in your pocket to a stadium that, that is 25 metres high and has 4,000 people in it. And that, that's what excites me, is seeing one concept applied across all of those scales. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a, on the one side, yeah, it can be challenging, but it certainly opens up and gives you a lot of freedom, I guess, to explore a variety of media and figuring out how to, how to have one uh, particular concept uh, translate and, and communicate across a, a variety of media. Matt, working within a virtual network is certainly not as unusual as it once was. Do you find more and more people are embracing a virtual network, or are there still some resistance to the... Uh, untraditional working environment, if you will. Yeah, I think more and more people are, for sure. I know when I started in 2004, I was meeting uh, clients in London, and they were saying, how is this going to work when you're in Sheffield, which is 160 miles from London? How is this going to work? And I'm kind of saying to them, that usually you call or email someone in London just up the road from you, and it's pretty much the same as calling me. And now the tide has turned, and people in London are now saying to me, I want to work in a log cabin near the national park. Mm -hmm. So I think it's becoming more and more possible for it to happen due to the speed of um, the internet connection and due to people's mindsets changing. And I I know now that, as I mentioned earlier with MTV, we're working with people dotted all over the world, some people in the middle of Russia, and it, it works a dream in the same way as people are sitting in the same room. Yeah, the world's certainly becoming smaller every every year and every month. What advice would yeah. you have for someone, Matt, who has been working in the creative department of an advertising agency and feels a bit compromised and unchallenged with their work? What, what would you recommend that they do to recharge their career? I think having self-initiated projects with a purpose and a home, be it an exhibition in a gallery or publishing a book or releasing a DVD, is always a really good way of doing exactly what you want to do and we still do that now even with the commercial projects we have with creative freedom we still try and maintain a 40 60 percent balance of um, commercial projects to self-initiated as it's a way of completely independently forging a creative path and doing exactly what you want to do and announcing it to the world so i would say personal projects is a way of venting your frustrations I like the fact that you've uh, put these personal projects as it relates to Universal Everything, and it seems to me you want a singular brand impression of the company of Universal Everything on each and every project that you do. It's almost like a painter just uh, you know, leaving that impression or an artist leaving that impression with a particular song. We are excited about the fact that you are doing what you do, and, and keep on doing it because uh, you know, uh, over there and over here, we need more of that kind of stuff, Matt. So we thank you for that. And also invite our listeners to, uh, uh, to go to your site and check it out, too. Universal Everything. It's easy to find. It's .com is the place. Matt, it's been a pleasure having you here at the Advertising Show. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Hey, thanks much for uh, listening to the Advertising Show, this encore presentation with Matt Pike. Always enjoy the fact that you visit here. The Advertising Show is brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production, and we will talk to you again soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. 
iwantmedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says iwantmedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit iwantmedia.com.